When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey everyone, it's Pacific, and welcome back to another episode of SCP Archives. I know it's been a while since our last episode, and thank you for your patience. Uh, The team has been hard at work on Mayfair Watcher Society, which you can binge through almost the entire first season right now. Um, It's a found footage podcast featuring the monsters and creatures of Trevor Henderson lore, Uh, If you don't know, Trevor Henderson is the creator of the iconic Siren Head. The show has been a ton of fun to work on. Uh, Trevor is amazing and a great collaborator. Um, So yeah, go check that out. Uh, The team has also been very hard at work on Class of 76, which is expected to come out this June. Uh, I think right now we're aiming for mid-June. That may get pushed again as it has been pushed in the past. I'll let you know if that changes. But for now, mid-June. And to top it all off, I'll have new episodes every week leading up to that. So starting this week with this episode, um, there'll be more content. And I just dropped two new bonus episodes on Patreon. So if you want even more content, make sure you head over to patreon.com SCP underscore P-O-D. Uh, you can also find a link to our Patreon in the show notes below. Um, and, and of course, new postcards and stickers coming next month. Um, you have until April 20th to sign up for the next batch. Uh, if you signed up for our March batch, I actually just finished like labeling the last one right before I recorded this. So uh, your postcards and your stickers are heading off to you um, probably tomorrow or maybe Friday. Uh, so keep an eye out for those. Um and keep an eye out for the artwork for next month's design. Uh, we've already unveiled our postcard. It's really cool. It's for uh, SCP-3999. I am the center of everything, which just so happens to be next week's episode. I've rambled for long enough, so that's all I have for you this week. But again, thank you for waiting. Class of 76 coming soon. Go check out Mayfair Watcher Society. And last but certainly not least... Enjoy this week's episode. Warning. The Foundation database is classified. Unauthorized access will result in detainment. Within this archive, you'll find the procedures, descriptions, and accounts of the most notorious anomalies we've encountered to date. Secure. Contain. Protect. Item number, SCP-2747. Object class, Keter. Threat level, Black. Special containment procedures. Foundation watchdog algorithms are to monitor online and print media for mentions of SCP-2747 positive key phrases. All matches are to be tagged and forwarded to the Department of Analytics, which will provide further confirmation of SCP-2747 manifestation. In case of positive identification, all affected media are to be suitably corrected via standard Foundation Media Alteration Protocols 912-A, Twilight Zone, 
and 943-A, poisoned well. Observational Procedure Lucid Chalice. Controlled observation of SCP-2747 will take place using local computing resources to procedurally generate narratives at varying levels of complexity. Simultaneously, descriptions of the narratives are to be generated using Foundation Media Parsing Analytics slash Meta-Analytic software at varying degrees of abstraction. The results can be examined for signs of SCP-2747 by periodically scanning for data irregularities. Any generated narrative containing such irregularities can then be flagged as an instance of SCP-2747, with its seed condition subsequently tagged as SCP-2747 conducive. Given a large enough sample size, the boundary conditions of SCP-2747 can be identified and mapped with a sufficient degree of clarity. Furthermore, a watch list of 7,000 artists is to be maintained and observed at all times for localized signs of SCP-2747 manifestation in their respective works using the aforementioned analytics-slash-meta-analytic software. In order to increase the observable resolution and range of deeply nested metaphysical manifestations, this watch list should consist mainly of individuals, groups, and organizations whose works tend toward containing metafictional content, such as misanabims and stories within stories. The sponsoring and or covert influencing of such content creators can be sanctioned to that end. Description SCP-2747 is a phenomenon appearing in print and online media whereby platforms dedicated to the discussion of works of fiction begin to mention a non-existent instance of fictional media. Despite said non-existence, articles, posts, comments, and other related meta-content created with regard to the non-existent work of fiction will be found treating it as real. The non-existent work of fiction can be mentioned by various individuals in different capacities, ranging from brief mentions in form of posts to being the subject of entire academic essays. Descriptions, screenshots, photographs of physical copies, and brief segments of text from said work of fiction can often be discovered in SCP-2747-affected media. Descriptions of it are entirely consistent with each other, and it is proven possible to reconstruct whole segments of fictitious media via descriptions of it taken from SCP-2747-generated meta-content. A list of fictitious media generated by SCP-2747 has been appended below. See Appendix A. Where possible, the affected material can be traced to existing individuals. However, when questioned under duress, said individuals invariably deny having written the affected material and deny all existence of the fictitious media mentioned within. SCP-2747 has never been documented in real time. All observed instances thus far have been recorded post hoc. No instances have been documented prior to January 2008. This conforms to the pataphysical observations documented in full in Appendix B. It is a current hypothesis of the Department of Analytics that SCP-2747 represents evidence of a naturally occurring anafabula, or anti-narrative, a cluster of interdependent signs, iconography, and narratives that, when included to a sufficient extent within a fictional construct, leads to mutual annihilation. First-hand reconstruction of an anafabulous properties is impossible given its anomalous nature, but second-hand and third-hand descriptions have been generated from observational procedure lucid chalice and appended below. See Appendix B. It can affect through layers of metafictional narrative, i.e. a meta-narrative containing the anafabula will cease to exist within the narrative followed by the narrative itself disappearing from our reality. The key identifier of the Anafabula is that it invariably represents an in-universe antagonist 
or anathema in all manifestations of SCP-2747, likely due to inherent NARAM components indicating its alien yet centralizing nature. Update 1. The above-mentioned hypothesis has been confirmed as a working model of SCP-2747. Please refer to Appendix B. Update 2. The following procedures are to be enacted following the successful conclusion of observational procedure, Lucid Chalice. See Appendix B. At no time are the properties of the Anafabula as outlined in Appendix B to arise in real life, whether as a result of deliberate or natural action. Any object, person, or event bearing more than significance level alpha to the semblance threshold is to be altered via whatever means possible. Access to information regarding SCP-2747, especially the information contained within Appendix B, is to be strictly limited to clearance levels 4-2747 and 3-analytics. Due to the pataphysical implications and inherent uncontainability of SCP-2747, as detailed in Appendix B, it is to be classified as Keter with immediate effect. Appendix A Partial List of Manifestations of SCP-2747 Hey everyone, it's Pacific here with a quick ad break and a reminder. You can get ad-free and bonus episodes on Patreon for just $5 a month. You can find us at patreon.com slash scp underscore pod. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And now, back to this week's episode. Title of Non-Existent Work Punta de la Espira Medium, Short Story Extent of Manifestation 17 Articles Created and Edited on Spanish Wikipedia Summary of Work Punta de la Espira, in English, Tip of the Spire is apparently a 1951 short story by Gabriel Garcia Marquez. It describes an unnamed protagonist as he sails down a river towards a desolate, black-horned mountain in order to deliver a gift to an unspecified recipient. The journey is rough and treacherous, and he dies of exhaustion at the end of the story, appearing to be no closer to his goal than when he first began. The mountain is described in detail throughout the story, with recurring metaphors alluding to it as either an abode of the gods or a demonic presence. Non-existent work referenced. Taitoru. Medium. Animated film. Extent of manifestation. One article created on tvtropes.org, with 55 edits made to various trope pages ranging from despair event horizon to foreshadowing and... What do you mean it wasn't made on drugs? Summary of work. The film's title, Taitoru, describes itself. 
It is the Japanese phonetic pronunciation of the English word title. Taitoru appears to be an animated film directed by Satoshi Kon shortly before his death. It is described as a psychological thriller chronicling a struggling manga artist as she attempts to complete and publish her first work under a tight deadline. Stress takes its toll, and boundaries blur. She begins to hallucinate, and the movie ends ambiguously as to whether she has achieved her goal or succumbed to her weaknesses. Typical of Kon's style, the animation is described as meticulous, kaleidoscopic, and occasionally deeply disturbing. One scene features the protagonist physically grappling with the shadows in her apartment. Described under the trope entry for Your Mind Makes It Real as the manifestation of her creative block, which eventually engulfs and consumes her. Non-existent work referenced. No sister of mine. Medium. Video game. Extent of manifestation. 77 threads on the somethingawful.com forums, each carrying between 3 to 103 comments. Most users were established members of the Something Awful community. Summary of work. No Sister of Mine is supposedly a turn-based role-playing video game of the fantasy horror genre, published by Poakahan for the Nintendo GameCube in 2005. According to reviewers, the player controls a party of six unnamed characters as they explore a ruined kingdom with the intention to find a lost companion referred to as Sister. It was widely panned by reviewers, with much criticism being leveled at the glitch-filled battle system, incoherent dialogue, seemingly incomplete graphics, repetitive soundtrack described as nauseating and headache-inducing, as well as being impossible to complete. The game's non-playable characters continuously mentioned a coal-black, thorn-bound tome that, when read, would enable one to either obtain great power or unleash a dreadful curse. What most reviewers assumed to be the final questline required the player to backtrack throughout the game's previous areas and recover fragments of the tome using their newfound abilities. However, the reviewers unanimously claim that no fragments can be found, one reviewer goes as far as to claim that the items themselves were never found inside the game's coding in the first place. Non-existent work referenced. The Scolipendra Wiki. Medium. Collaborative fiction. Extent of manifestation. 49 different pieces of fan fiction, ranging from 343 to 2,401 words in length, posted on fanfiction.net, each bearing between one and six comments. Summary of work. The Scolipendra Wiki is deduced to be an online collaborative fiction universe belonging to the horror, speculative fiction, and weird fiction genres. It appears to have been hosted on some sort of wiki site, though the address itself is never mentioned. The exact nature of Scolipendra's plot is hard to discern, as the various pieces of fanfiction sport vastly different storylines and a range of character interpretations further complicated by the involvement of other fictional universes and settings. What is known is that it involves a cast of seven characters wandering between a series of realms, amassing and collecting items possessing supernatural or abnormal properties. One item features heavily throughout the compiled works, a seven-sided obsidian emblem said to possess the power to destroy any object 
person, or abstract concept with a single touch. It appears to be of great interest to the protagonists, who repeatedly make attempts to acquire it. However, it also appears to be currently in possession of a sinister unnamed antagonist, who is alluded to repeated in several works, yet is never seen. Non-existent work referenced. I.O. Medium. Musical album. Extent of manifestation. Review columns in a total of 14 reputable publications, including the New Bombay Times, Pitchfork, and L.A. Flipside. Summary of work. I.O. is described as the ninth studio album by the now-defunct English rock band, Radiohead. It contains six tracks, with a total runtime of 34 minutes and 18 seconds. The majority of tracks appear to consist mostly of digitally manipulated samples from Radiohead's previous albums, layered over with sparse acoustic instrumentation and vocals. Reception of the album appears to be highly positive, with the exception of Pitchfork's Jessica Green, who gave an average review of 7.0. It is mentioned that the album uses a characteristic grading, binaural reverb layered over lead singer Tom York's solo vocal tracks as a musical motif, embodying what the New Bombay Times, Gulshan Anirud, believes to be its central themes of spirals of isolation and inspiration, of feedback loops that resonate into the level of deeply personal, the trembling core of creative psyche. Anirud also mentions lyrics referencing suicide and self-harm, though presented through a series of oblique metaphors. Io never fears to toy with the idea of self-hatred and self-desecration, yet the album as a whole seems to fall short of its mark, always orbiting, yet never quite touching upon the dreadful center. Non-existent work referenced. Mevigne, or A Treatise on the Metaphysics of Inner Space Travel and the Kingdom of Erikar, Whose Name is Darkness Made Light, and Further Theological Expositions Thereof. Medium, Novel. Extent of Manifestation, seven articles published in a single week in various academic journals of literary criticism, each by reputable scholars. Summary of Work Mavigne is described as the contents of a manuscript and accompanying charcoal illustrations found in the house of A. Rithabil Abrahams in 2014. Abrahams appears to have been a reclusive writer and artist working as a maintenance technician in Bloemfontein, South Africa, and clinically diagnosed with schizophrenia. Mavigne is a nested frame narrative written in Afrikaans, purporting to be a novel by a 17th-century Dutch mystic. It describes the journey of a mystic, whose name is only given as Maas, learning of the structure of the Earth's interior, as revealed to him in a vision. At the beginning of the novel, Maas dreams of a supernatural being that is aware of its nature as a dream entity, and is highly indebted to Maas for bringing it into existence. In exchange, it promises to divulge to Maas the secrets of the earth. Maz, being corporeal, is unable to pass through the ground, and so the being decides to simply narrate the journey. It speaks of six realms demarcated by thresholds, ranging from the realm of treasure and minerals to an intangible plane of light and sound. Beyond these six realms 
lies another threshold, this time one of cold and silence, which is described as the Earth's core. Before it can be elaborated upon, Maz wakes, and the dream ends. Non-existent work referenced. Ex Lux. Medium. Interactive novel. Extent of manifestation. In-depth posts on seven different fiction review blogs, along with a mention in a Time magazine article on experimental narrative forms. The title is also mentioned in 175 Twitter posts, largely in the context of recommending it as an interesting, if underrated, piece of interactive fiction. Summary of work. Ex Lux appears to be a work of interactive fiction of the mystery genre written in a mixture of English, Catalan, and Spanish. It is presented as a set of epistolary narratives from the points of view of six characters and a stream-of-consciousness narration of ambiguous provenance. Readers navigate between the seven-story threads, discovering hints of a murder, or several murders. Eventually, the narratives converge at a roadside diner during a thunderstorm, and the characters exchange their stories. From here, the resultant narrative structure cannot adequately be described as simple framing devices, or stories within stories, as the inner tales eventually begin to intertwine, such that later tales shed new light on ones recounted earlier, or themselves link to segments of text earlier on in the narrative after lengthy detours. At several points, characters attempt to consult the testimony of an absent individual, referred to as the stranger. The identity of the murderers or victims are never known, nor does the story have a conventional ending. There is no Appendix B. Appendix B. Observations and conclusions from Lucid Chalice. Data lost. This week's episode is possible thanks to our patrons. Joining us this week was Luna, Young Jotun, Wave Sounds, Hannah Aquino, Mysine Glutinosa, William, James Lohikarme, Max Kladich, Dominic Corollo, Urinal Fire One, Data Blast, Guess, Riley J, Frugal, Jake Piers, Alex Berengule, Aiden Powers, Barry Tumith, Apples of Cider, Christina Chadwick Rohani, Tiki Tiki B, Dalton Schuler, Philip Ehlers, Matthew Boardman, Generic Man, Christopher Grimsley, George Pizzillos, George Pizzillos, Liz Tekachev, Tomika Reed, Crystal Land, Vincent Gibbs, Chase Harlow, Susanna DeJarnett, Brendan Howard, Michael Chase, Jeremy Johnson, and Maria Garza. Thanks, guys. Your support means the world, and it helps us do what we do. SCP-2747, As Below, So Above, was written by Min Min. Our host and narrator was John Grills. Researcher was Rissa Montanez. Our theme song was done by Tom Rory Parsons, and I'm your editor and showrunner, Pacific S. Obadiah. Our producers are Tom Owen and Brad Miska. And this is a bloody FM show. 
For more information, visit bloody.fm. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Our faith is our shield. If Altman was divinely inspired, why did he have to die? Our sword... Back off! Stay back! And our guide... There are those who will infiltrate. I want you to go undercover. And corrupt us. When do I start? It will make us whole. Clean incision. I'll clean up the bleeding. This may be the worst idea I've ever had. Dead Space Deep Cover is available now. New episodes every other week. You can find Dead Space Deep Cover on Spotify, Apple Podcast, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Learn more at bloody.fm.